Hi there, and welcome to another episode of In Sync. My name is Joe. And I'm Ty. And we've got an exciting episode for you today. We are going to be talking about iPass, that is Integration Platform as a Service. So how does that relate to the conversations we've had on this podcast? Well, you know, we've been giving you an introduction to EDI and the types of very robust software packages that help you manage your EDI. We've been talking about Tableau and how powerful that package is and what it can do for you and your business. Well, what if you've got an appetite to take advantage of these great software packages, but you don't want to maintain it yourself, right? You don't have the infrastructure team to requisition the hardware, to install the software, to worry about the security, to maintain it, to manage it. Uh, you know, that's not something you want to take on yourself because that's, that's a lot of extra money and extra overhead. Well, that's where iPass comes in. And this has been a trend in our industry for a while. Now, when I you know, installed my Gentran server 20 some odd years ago to handle my EDI, you know, iPass didn't exist. Uh, that was not an option. Your only option was to go out, get some bare metal servers and install it in your data center. That hasn't been the trend over the last four to five years. Even big companies like SAP understand that, you know, you want to go to a SaaS model. You want to put this in the cloud to make this software available for all. So we've got two of our industry experts, Steve Brzezinski and Ryan Hillstead, who are going to talk to you about, you know, how to go about doing this, what Coenterprise specifically has to offer, um, and, you know, what we bring to the table to, to make this a reality for your company. Yeah, I'm excited to hear them talk about it. You know, and, and uh, from a marketing perspective, um, iPass has pretty big implications for the future. Um, honestly, you know, SaaS has been something that has been growing, uh, you know, over the last couple of decades. And obviously, we know a bit about that here uh, at Co-Enterprise. But uh, a lot of the on-prem companies have never truly invested in iPass technology uh, because they thought it was a fad, something that, you know, marketers like myself, you know, always keep, you know, following. Um, however, what's been interesting in the last four years is to see companies truly adopt uh, iPass technologies into their offerings to their customers, which is really kind of um, delineating a shift in the way that these businesses are servicing their customers. Um, and yeah, absolutely. If I had the option to not worry about security and capital expenses, then I'd probably take that opportunity as well. So, uh, yeah, sa- uh, you know, iPass is a very uh, interesting and cool topic to talk about. We got two really great people who can talk about it. Great. Yeah. But before we get into that, uh, we do have some fun and happy news to share, Ty. Yeah, so we do have some fun news. Uh, we here at Co Enterprise love our people, and our people love what we do here which is why it's really cool that we crossed 100 employees recently. Uh, finally got to the threshold. Um, it's been a fun trip. Uh, it really says a lot about what we've been doing to invest in our company, invest in the technology, invest in our people. It shows a lot of the growth that we've done in the last year. I know when I started here over a year ago, we were uh, about 60% there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we have plans to grow even further in the future. So that is, you know, uh, really, really cool news. I'm excited about that. Um, I know 
I'm not the best person to talk about it. So what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks is we're going to bring in our head of people to talk about what it's like to grow a startup company like ours from the ground up. Uh, what are the challenges that are involved in it? Uh, and what are some of the fun new ways that you know she's come up with to reach the talent in this kind of space? Uh, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we're not stopping at 100. So if anyone out there is interested in job opportunities, we might as well yeah. pitch the fact that we've got a career page on uh, coinaprise.com that you can check out and see all of the uh, offerings that we have. Because, uh, yeah, we have been growing. My team has doubled in size in the last year. Uh, and we're, we're making similar updates and, and changes and, and growth to, to our structure uh, to, to blow way past 100. Not to mention, we were named Crane's uh, best place to work in New York City last year, uh, one of the, uh, uh, the top 50 companies in it for 2017. So, yeah, please come check out our careers page. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the iPath discussion, we just want to pitch the next uh, topic. Um, which is another EDI Explained. So we've done a couple of these already. You know, the point of this series is to dig into some underutilized EDI documents. We talked about the purchase order change in the past. We talked about the application advice in the past. Um, The one we're going to do in the next podcast is called the Promotion Announcement. And this is a way for EDI customers to receive updates from Um, their suppliers on, you know, whatever deals might be coming on. Hey, for the next two weeks, if you buy three cases of this, you're going to 20, you know, 20% off or $10 off. Um, It's a very complicated document that doesn't get utilized as much as it should because it's so robust and so complicated. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, not only the power of that document, but how to make it a a little more accessible for you. Um, So that's coming up in in a couple of weeks. Uh, But for now, let's get into the discussion with Steve and Ryan on iPast. Well, thanks, uh, Ryan. It's good to be with you today, and thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, Basically, what you and I are going to discuss today is a little bit about uh, iPass or Mm -hmm. uh, managed services. And, uh, you know, but before we go into that, my name is Steve Brzezinski, and uh, I've been a technical guy for quite some time. Uh, actually, before I got into as, as more of a technologist, I was a technician. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked for Wang Laboratories for many years. I got lots of training on networking and infrastructure. I used to work in data centers. Uh, worked for many managed file transfer and EDI companies uh, from uh, Wang Laboratories to NetFrame Systems to OpenText and IBM and now with CoEnterprise. So I'm glad to be here. And, uh, you know, love to, uh, you know, discuss some of the ideas in and around iPass. So, uh, you know, why don't we get to hear a little bit about your background? Yeah, I can't get uh, excited enough about this. Um, so I'm Ryan Hillstead, head of infrastructure at CoEnterprise. Been here for about a year and a half now, and it's been a great journey. Uh, prior to CoEnterprise, I had a strong background in computer science programming um, and then moved on to uh, master's in business administration um, and focus on uh, IT with support services. Uh, 14 years later of experience uh, with network server storage area networks, uh, security risk management, and just solution architecture um, have brought me to where I am now. And it's a great place to be. Uh, basically, just bringing people together, bringing applications together, and helping making them accessible, talking to one another on a seamless fabric has uh, helped me out tremendously, and it gives me a greater appreciation for all the work that we do here. 
No, that's been great. I mean, it, frankly, since uh, I started working with you, I've been really impressed with your knowledge and uh, your background on this stuff. And uh, I'm excited about iPads. I mean, being that I'm a technologist guy, I also am a hardware guy. So, And you kind of look at the, the two with iPads. But let's get into a little bit of the definition of iPads. I mean, people so hear so many things. And you can look up as iPads as being integration platform as a service or platform as a service. And, you know, where does one thing stop, like the operating system support mm-hmm. versus the application and the hardware and all of these things? So, I mean, this is a confusion for a lot of folks. So the thing is, what I'd like to particularly go get to is what we offer and where we see the distinction. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll just have, offer my perspective. So we offer generally three things. We offer what we call platform as a service. And we normally work with this, the traditional providers. Namely, we work with IBM Cloud or SoftLayer. We work with Amazon and we work with Azure and AWS. And they all bring their specific values, but... Where we specifically look to add value is putting the applications that Co-Enterprise specializes with. And what we specialize in is mainly B2B or data transformation capabilities, as well as managed file transfer capabilities. And we also have a Tableau practice. Now, a lot of these, these technologies are, you know, I like to say it's like, you know, the um, building sausage. I mean, this nobody wants to see how a sausage is made. They just want the sausage when it's done. And then when you go back and you see, well, I need hardware, I need software, I need routers, I need firewalls, I need infrastructure, I need VPNs, all of these things that, you know, are, you know, composing this network, that's difficult. So when we talk about platform, then we get into iPaaS. We're talking about the integration and, and tying those applications together with the hardware. And then we have our, you know, really our fully managed iPaaS, if you will. And that's basically soup to nuts. And uh, that's co-enterprise. And I like to look at it as like, there's four legs to the stool. There's the, the software that we normally deal with, which is generally IBM or Tableau from an analytics perspective. Then there's the infrastructure component. Then there's your department, which which is which is how do we effectively uh, deploy the configuration and the hardware and manage that. And then finally, it's the assurance group of co enterprises that manages the applications. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, bringing all the pieces to the puzzle uh, together, connecting all those dots, helping onboard uh, partners, and really making the solution uh, realizing its full value, its full potential. Like you said, there are many underlining uh, pieces to the puzzle, and we're bringing it all together. Software or SaaS uh, as a solution is just as it sounds. It's software running on infrastructure. Platform as a service, it's getting you up and running, but it's not that full managed offering that we're really uh, uh, priding ourselves in. So one of the things I'd like to to describe more effectively is that over the years, now I've been doing this for probably 20 years, and it's ugly. I mean, when it comes to the B2B and MFT, because Mm -hmm. I think the people are just starting to realize that it takes a lot of work. And if you think about the old days where actually people ran things in a controlled environment, in a data center, mm-hmm. and the data, and you had people that managed those environments every day. And once you went to distributed computing and people started actually leveraging different operating systems, different backup scenarios, there was no sort of standardized way of doing things. So I think one of the things that we bring to the table is that now we can leverage technologies that are generally not available to customers. And these are some of the biggest customers in the world. I mean, we work with a lot of financial institutions, 
But the fact is that they have a data center. They have may, they may have multiple data centers, but they're all distributed. And one of the things, as I was talking to you about earlier, is that we can now leverage technologies that have never been leveraged before in such a way that we can create high availability and resiliency. And what I mean by that is that a lot of these IBM and Amazon data centers are actually multiple data centers in one. They're split into two parts where they have two uh, ISPs, right, internet service providers. They're, they're usually split on a, a, a electronic grid where they may have one electronic, uh, I'm sorry, uh, utility company on the side and one utility company on the other side. And they're linked by 10 or 100 gigabits in between. So we can start to create high availability or distributed clusters rather than using these sort of ad hoc products to create high availability. One of the things and you know, we talked a little bit about is some of the idiosyncrasies that we have to wrestle with with some of these older transformation solutions and managed file transfer solutions is that they're trying to adapt newer replication technologies against older software. So what's the best way to do that? Either get another software application or leverage robust infrastructure. Exactly. It's a matter of understanding those idiosyncrasies of the application, where its strengths and weaknesses lie, and then building an infrastructure that can truly support it in a very robust and highly available and active-active solution in an ideal world. Uh, Technology is always changing. That's the nature of the beast. And nobody wants to own that bare metal anymore. Uh, There's no value in it. Uh, It's changing every three years, sometimes faster. Mm -hmm. So that's where... Infrastructure as a service, all these major cloud providers, they really show their value. And then you take a company like us, you throw our um, our know-how, the fact that we are one team, we have an analytics uh, uh, practice here, we have integration, we have solution architects, we have an infrastructure team, and you bring it all together with support, and there's nothing that you can't do. Uh, we can really bring so much more to the table than people trying to manage this on their own Decrease in headcount is a, a huge thing. Uh, licensing the software, having better buying power is another value out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just understanding how the business operates. That's the true ROI of our co-enterprise company. It's really getting in there and figuring out how we can help you work smarter and not harder. I think that's an excellent point. One thing that you just uh, triggered from my, from my memory is that One of the biggest challenges customers are having today is that every three years, they put so much into the integration of these integration platforms Mm -hmm. and so many people to manage the different components of it, the hardware, the software, the connectivity, the firewalls. There's so many moving parts in that equation. And to have to replace the hardware every three years is a major expense. Not only just to spend, I mean, I'm talking to a customer right now that's $2 million just to replace the hardware, but that's just to replace all of the server components, the router components, and, and so forth that are associated with their application. But then you have to back it up and restore it onto and burn in all new hardware. Whereas what you do and in uh, our infrastructure environments, this is stuff is ready to go, burnt in, and, and, and essentially a monthly service. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is it to say, I can scale on demand and I won't have to buy ever buy hardware again. And matter of fact, the public internet doesn't necessarily even have to access those segments. They can VPN directly into it. Exactly. Yeah. We can uh, really get as granular as we want to. We can do access control lists. We can uh, we fully control the firewalls. 
This is not a multi-tenant setup. You uh, have the ability to uh, leverage VMs off of their Bluemix uh, hypervisor, or if you want, you can go straight bare metal and you own that server. Nobody else is touching your data. Nobody else is touching your network. You can control every aspect to the nth degree by way of the firewall, by way of certain programming. Uh, we've created very advanced rule sets uh, based on clients' needs. Uh, we do regular penetration testing, vulnerability scans, uh, security remediation uh, on the regular. And that's, again, a huge value add. Um, patching, you name it, whether it be network, uh, the bare servers, it's very straightforward. Um, and they have a million compliance uh, <laughs> rules and regulations. They yep. follow everything to the T, whether it be SOC 123, if it be PCI, if it be uh, HIPAA. And again, tailoring the application to the client's specific needs, there's nothing that we can't uh, achieve. And we also leverage at-rest encryption on every deployment that we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much every time, unless the protocol doesn't support it, uh, data in transit will be encrypted as well, fully end-to-end. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the thing is, uh, I mean, we're just really fortunate to have uh, your team looking out for us, not only from our own application, uh, internal application perspective, but our clients' um, value in ensuring that our infrastructure is secure. One thing I just want to add finally as we come to a close here is that um, you mentioned multi-tenant. Mm-hmm. And the and the the belief in clouds are that I don't want to be in a cloud because I don't want to commingle my data, mm-hmm. uh, and that means that my data is somewhere floating around with somebody else's in this ambiguous cloud someplace. Right, and that's a little different than what we do because frankly, the the applications that we use, other than the Synchrify, which is designed entirely from the cloud perspective. All right, we're using applications that we're really not cloud in, and I and I speak specifically about the managed file transfer and the transformation uh, applications we use from IBM. They were not; they're not really cloud-based applications. They're really monolithic applications. That's right. So what we're doing is we're taking either their existing licenses or or licensing them on a monthly basis, but architecting a cloud-based infrastructure and a support plan to allow them to migrate and move their current infrastructure to the cloud in a very secure way. And what that does is, so the difference is it's not multi-tenant per se, Mm -hmm. and their hardware is not multi-tenant, so there's no noisy neighbors. There's no communication with some other guy's application. They theoretically have the best of both worlds. They basically have a monolithic application, but they get to scale their application vertically, horizontally, in a very secure way. So I think that's a differentiator. Oh, that, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're taking that infrastructure, again, that nobody wants to own out of the mix. We can, as you said, scale it in any direction, uh, scale it up, down, um, and we can guarantee that performance. We can guarantee the security. We're controlling every aspect of it end-to-end. And uh, that, that's huge potential, uh, you know, huge value add for a lot of clients. Uh, they no longer have to own that uh, infrastructure. They don't have to worry about the licensing, the teams and all those projects, you name it. So it's, uh, it's a game changer. So, I mean, in closing, I want to say that, uh, you know, I think uh, that we are well positioned to offer customers varying solutions in cloud, but certainly robust infrastructure. Uh, leveraging the IBM applications and uh, Tableau uh, networking uh, or analytics applications. 
Um, but maybe in the future, we kind of just talked about what it is. Maybe in the future podcast, we could talk about some of the impacts to migrating an application to cloud. I already have this application running mm-hmm. my four walls. How do I get going? What's what, How do we start? Yeah, it could be a daunting task for a lot of clients, I'm sure. Uh, that'd be great follow-up for sure. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your time and uh, happy integration. Yeah.